Good morning, this is Leah, and today I want to discuss hair covering. Now I know that hair covering is a very sensitive topic, and I'm not here to discuss the differences between a shaitel to a mitpachat. There are many brave rabbanim that do that already. I'm just here to share my personal experiences and my story, because that's really what it is. It's personal, and it's your choice. And hair covering is a choice. It's a personal choice where nobody gets a say in it. I personally grew up in an environment that taught me that hair covering was something bad. Hair covering was a symbol of the oppressed woman, was a symbol of not having a free choice, not having a free will. And nobody wants that, right? So as you can imagine, the the years where I had my journey towards Judaism, hair covering was always a topic that I tried to avoid. I just wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready to accept that someday I would cover my hair. I wasn't ready to be different than all the women in my family who don't cover their hair. My hair, like I imagine that it's with many girls like this. My hair was a big part of my identity, especially because I'm a redhead. And even though I was bullied a lot when I was little, I got a lot of compliments as well on my hair. So I felt like I am my hair and my hair is me. And I made it maybe bigger than what it was, my hair, because it's just that, it's just hair. And it took me years to accept that my hair is not me and I am not my hair. My hair doesn't define me and I am not defined by my hair. It took me a very, very long time to understand that and to understand the concept of hair covering. Now imagine this. Imagine a girl with red hair standing in a room full of girls with brown hair. It made me feel like I was unique. It made me feel like I was special. And maybe it is, maybe it does make me special or make me feel special. But it's not my hair that made people love me. It's not my hair that made me beautiful. It's so much more than that. And it was so hard for me to realize, to realize just that, that I am beautiful regardless whether you see my unique hair or not. It was so hard for me to realize that, especially coming from my background. Once I understood the true concept of hair covering, bringing out the neshama of the woman, showing her true colors regardless of how she looks, making her voice be heard regardless if she has gorgeous long hair or not, I think it's so beautiful and it's so tznius. Many people think that we only cover our hair for other men. But 
that's not true. Actually, in the Torah, it says that a girl from the age of 12 should already be covering her hair. Now, this is not something that is done. This is not her min hak, and that's okay. But I'm bringing this up because I want you to think about it for a minute. If you think about it, it makes sense. It makes sense that her hair doesn't all of a sudden become erva. It makes sense that her hair doesn't all of a sudden attract. It was attracting all along. Knowing this made me understand it more. It made me understand it better. It made me understand why we cover our hair. It made me understand sneers better. And it made me understand why me with my long red hair was it was actually not so news and i didn't realize that until i fully understood the concept of hair covering so in my journey of my gear um which took several years in my journey i always tried to take small steps towards a certain goal especially a goal where I feel like I will need the help. I will need that little extra push. And if I'm not going to push myself, nobody will do it for me. So what I did was, I went to the hairdresser. I was not married, I didn't complete my giyur yet, but I went to the hairdresser and I cut my hair short. Now, not super short, okay? <laughs> like short until the shoulders. But for me, that was short. And it felt great. It felt great not to be attached to my hair anymore. It felt great to distance myself from it. Because I am more than my hair. And it felt great to actually take a step towards it. To take a step towards that goal. To take my first step towards hair covering. Many people couldn't understand why I was planning to cover my hair. Because like I said, I was known for my long red hair. And many people just couldn't understand it. Many people told me not to do it. Many people told me that I will regret it. But I knew I wouldn't. Because I was doing this for the greater good. I was doing this for myself. I was doing this as a step towards something greater, as a step towards a mitzvah. I was doing this to become more tznius. And I knew I wouldn't regret that. I knew I will never regret trying to be more tznius. I knew I would never regret trying my best to reach a mitzvah, which I thought was unreachable. So I was so proud of myself for taking that step. I was so proud of myself for trying, trying to, to grow. And I was so proud of that growth. And it didn't stop there. I still didn't complete my gear yet. I still wasn't married. But I decided that I would, that I would try my best, my very best, to cover my hair during prayer. That's the next step that I took. Every time I would pray, I would try to cover my hair. 
Now I didn't cover it the way I do now. I would just take a tichel and put it loosely on top of my head. But it was such a huge step for me. I definitely feel that those two steps really helped me into embracing hair covering. It helped me to understand that one day I will cover my hair with the greatest pleasure on earth. Because I really, really desired that connection to hair covering. Especially coming from my background. Especially growing up in an environment where I wouldn't see anyone cover their hair. It was so important to me that I would connect to that mitzvah. Because I wanted to. I wanted to perform that mitzvah. I wanted to beat news. I wanted to grow in it. And I knew that somehow I would find a way to connect to that mitzvah. Now I knew that I was going to struggle to cover my hair. I knew that I was going to have a difficult time to accept that I cannot just walk around in my hair. Especially because I air dry my hair. But that's beside the point. Um, I just knew I'm going to struggle. And I was ready to accept that struggle. And that's how I came to peace with hair covering. It is a whole different story how I came to choose the mitpachat to cover my hair. And like I said before, I don't want to discuss the differences between a shaitol to a mitpachat. But I will say this. The more I learned and the more I fought with myself to accept hair covering, the more I knew that I really wanted to do this mitzvah in the purest way. I wanted to do this mitzvah really the way that my soul will connect to it. And the more I learned about it, the better I felt with the mitpachat. And this is not to say anything bad about a shaitol. This is not to disgrace people who wear shaitol. This is not to say that the shaitol is bad. Especially when I needed to accept that I too needed to wear a shaitol. And I will tell you that story. As some of you might know, I'm in college. I'm studying to become a high school teacher for English and Dutch through a government program. And this is my second year. Now last year our internships cancelled because of Corona and this year they assigned schools to us for our internships. We couldn't choose even though I really pleaded to have Jewish schools because it just makes more sense. It makes more sense to have my experiences in schools where I eventually will work. But they told me no again and again. And to make a long story short, they basically assigned me to a school where I can wear my hair covering. Even though I wore a beanie, which is technically allowed in the rules of the school for interns, they didn't allow it. I said it was for medical reasons, which can totally be a thing. I don't understand how it's not a thing. Wigs give you this huge headache. How is it not a medical reason not to wear a wig? I tried 
all kind of ways around it. I threatened to sue them. I tried to call to my doctor to get a doctor's note because in Belgium, that's this huge thing. If you get a doctor's note, you almost can get permission to anything. But my doctor wouldn't allow it. It, it was a huge balagan. I reached out to organizations which fight discrimination. I didn't get any answer. I really, really tried. I tried my best to find a solution for this because I felt so discriminated. I felt so alone. I felt so bad. They either wanted to take away my right on religion or they wanted to take away my right on education. And they basically told me either you put a wig or you quit your studies. It was such a hard decision for me to make because it took me so long to get where I am with hair covering. And now all of a sudden I need to adapt because somebody else can't accept my decision. Somebody else doesn't respect who I am. And it broke me. It broke me to pieces. In that meeting, they told me how I should be neutral and how the school chooses to be neutral. How is it that you tell certain people to take off certain things in order to be neutral? How is that neutral? How are you being neutral by not allowing certain people to do something and other people don't even care? And I will give you an example with it. When I came to observe the classes with my head, with my beanie, I didn't get any responses from the students. The students acted normal. I was just there with a hat. I was just another person, just another teacher with a hat. And it's not a religious symbol, a hat. It's simply a hat. It's not more and it's not less. When I came to teach my first class, because I ended up deciding to get a synthetic wink, which felt very unnatural to me. I don't feel like myself in it. I don't feel me. I'm not me. Um, but I'm also more than the wig. So I decided to get a wig, a synthetic one. It was very important that it was not natural to me. It was very important that it wasn't real hair to me. And... I wasn't sure what to do about it, but after discussing with many Rabbanim and with my husband, I decided to take a week and finish this degree. After all, our schools can really, really use teachers, especially in Dutch and English. So I decided to get a week, a synthetic one. And when I came for my first class with the synthetic week, some girls shouted, are you Jewish? But with a very, very mean racist undertone. Now, how is it possible that they prevent me to put a hat for neutral reasons, but when I put a wig, the students immediately notice? Mind you, this is not a Jewish school. These are not Jewish students. They might be able to undermine my teachings and I say and disrespect me 
because of my religion. It was a very, very tough day, especially that first day. It was really, really hard. And I didn't know how to feel about it. I really didn't know. I felt so alone. I felt so disrespected. I felt like they they took away my identity. They took away how I choose to be in this world. It was rough for me, to say the least. It was rough to keep my teaching intact and to keep my personality intact. Because if I were to have that comment with my head on, I might have not care. Because yes, I'm Jewish and I'm proud of that. Because it took me a very, very long way to get there. But I felt so unlike me. I felt so not comfortable. And then to teach. And then to get such a comments. Baruch Hashem, I thank God that I am very assertive. And I knew exactly what to say. But it, it was not easy. It wasn't easy at all. And it was not easy to make that decision. Just to be honest... I valued news more than my degree. It was really because of my environment that I chose to push through. Um, the degree didn't matter to me. I came so far with, with or without a degree, it really didn't matter. For me, what matters is my news, the way I cover, the way I speak, the way I act. And I felt like this was pushing my limits. And it's not about whether I think a week is okay or not. It's about that I chose the mitpachat as part of my identity. I chose to connect to the mitpachat because I felt that really connected to me. That connects to me. That connects to my story. That connects me to the mitzvah, which I had such a hard time connecting with. And to give that up for something that I didn't care about that much, it was the most horrible thing for me. And I tried, I tried to find different ways. I tried to find a job without a degree in a school. I tried to find, I tried so many other ways and I didn't get it. I didn't get it why it was happening to me. I know of those great stories where many big rabbanit have an issue that they face um, maybe in a form of news. I know there is one story there is this rabbanit that eventually didn't get a job because she was more news um, in the job interview and she ended up not getting the job but getting something better and I was thinking maybe something like this is happening to me maybe this is a test maybe I just need to give it up and I thought about it good and long. For many, many days, I was conflicted within myself because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if this is the test. I didn't know whether I succeeded. I didn't know what to learn from this, and I still don't. Sometimes things happen to us, not necessarily for us. 
Sometimes maybe other people can learn from it, which is why I'm sharing it. This is why I'm sharing my story. I don't have a big lesson that I draw from it. I grew from it, that's for sure. But maybe, and just maybe, there might be someone out there that needs to hear this story. A story not necessarily with a big ending, not necessarily with a a big lesson yet, but a story that might tell you something. At first, I was afraid that others would judge me. That others would judge me for the decision that I made, which felt wrong to me. But I guess I didn't realize that I am my biggest judge. I judge myself for not making the same decision as at Rabbanit. I judge myself for not standing by my choice. I judge myself for being different, for having to fight for everything and being tired of that. I judge myself every single step on the way. And there is no big life lesson here yet. I've asked Hashem many times why I need to face this struggle, why I need to face such a struggle with my environment regarding hair recovery after it was so hard for me to accept it. And I haven't found my answer yet, but that's okay, because we don't always need to know the answer. It could be for the greater good, it could be for someone else to teach him a lesson, it could be for anything. And I haven't found mine yet. And maybe I don't need to know. Maybe all I need to know is that it's helping others. A classmate of mine said, don't give up. You're setting an example for so many. I don't feel like an example yet. I don't feel like I'm fighting. I've tried. I am trying. This is me trying. But I feel like I'm compromising. I feel that I have to compromise myself and my identity to fit their needs and rules and so that they would feel normal and I don't think it's right I don't think it's okay but I've tried I've tried to look for a solution in every possible way and that has to count for something true right maybe I didn't give up my parnasa maybe I didn't give up my study Maybe I didn't give up everything, but I really, really tried to look for a different solution. So I'm covering different than I anticipated, and that's okay. Um, I still hope to cover full-time with Mipachot. But for now, it's okay. It's temporary, and even though that it doesn't feel 100% like me, I'm still covering my hair, and I'm still trying to fulfill this mitzvah to the best way that I possibly can. So I hope that this was helpful for someone out there. And if you want to share your story or have a topic that you want me to discuss, you can reach me at mymondashjourney at gmail.com. Have a great day. Love, Leah.